Hey friends, welcome to the Life with Chris and Tatum podcast, where each week we'll talk about practical and relevant topics to help you live a life of freedom and purpose. Thanks for joining us today. For more information, please visit lifefellowship.tv. And now let's tune in with Chris and Tatum. Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for listening today. If you are new with us, we release a new podcast every Wednesday, and we would love, love, love to invite you to hit the subscribe button wherever you consume the content. Also, if you haven't yet, do us a favor right now, review or rate this podcast. And if you do it, it would mean so much to Tatum and I, and as always, thank you for everybody that is sharing this out on social media and inviting other people to be a part of the Life Fellowship community. It's absolutely amazing that right now hundreds and hundreds of people are listening to this podcast every single week from literally around the world. And we're so fired up today uh, because my dad is going to be with us today on the podcast. And uh, we've got a lot to talk about. This is such an exciting topic. And in fact, (laughs) I started thinking about this. I thought, you know what? There's two preachers on this podcast, two guys that we we speak for a living. And so I said, honey, why don't you take the day off? So it's just going to be my dad and I. We're seated around a little table here, and uh, we're just going to have some conversations about, well, dad, tell us a little bit about what, what we're talking about today. Well, uh, hey, everybody. It's great to have you on this podcast, and uh, you are really going to enjoy what we're talking about. You say, well, what are we talking about? We're going to talk about steps to secure success in life. Okay. Now, what do we talk about in life? I mean, we're talking about your job. We've got young professionals listening. We've got young couples listening, probably people that are getting married. I know the church I pastor. Uh, I got 11 weddings taking place this year. And um, wait a second. Wait, 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 wait. You guys got 11 weddings. 11 of them, Chris. 11. Now, are you doing all of these weddings or no? No, I've I've farmed some of them. I shouldn't use the word farmed. I've assigned some of them to other of my staff members. But I've teased the church. uh, I said 2020 was the year of COVID. Uh, really, for us, it was the year of Cupid mm-hmm. because so many people got like struck there with go. the love bug. Come on, everybody. Yeah. The, the year of Cupid. <laughs> and so, you know, when we talk about success today, we're not we're not narrowing it down simply to your pocketbook, your checkbook, your financial portfolio. As we all know, people can be very successful financially, but be dismal failures in their relationships, in their marriages. So when we're talking about success, we're talking about success with God, success if you're married, with your spouse, with a family, if you have kids, with your with your children, uh, in your job. You know, what I've said before is like this, that people can be mature in one area, Area, but very immature in other areas. So you do, you see people that are very mature in the area of dealing with their money, but they're immature in dealing with just even saying the word, I'm sorry. Like they have no idea how to, how to do that, you know? So just because somebody is mature in some one certain area doesn't mean you're mature in every area. And today talking about success, we, we want to be mature in, in all these areas and see that success come into our lives. I think that's the heartbeat of all of us. Yeah. Well, um, which of us have met somebody? Have you ever met somebody, Chris? I'll ask you, and then all okay. you that are listening online, the hundreds of you online, uh, have you ever met somebody who said this, my goal in life is to fail? 
I, I've met a lot of people. I probably know six to 7,000 people by name. I've never met anybody who said, my goal in life is to fail. I, I want to go through college, then I want to fail. I want to get married, then I want to fail. I hope I get this job, then I hope I fail at it. I've never met anybody who wants to fail. Not never. Me. Have you? No. No. I think, I think God has put in, put in our DNA a desire to succeed. Now, done the right way, done with the right steps, not, not, not crushing other people down, and our success has to be based on their failure. We've all heard the expression, win, win. That's what, that's what life can be for the child of God. I can win, and while I'm winning, succeeding, if you want to use that word, then I'm helping other people to succeed it well. I'm pulling other people up with me. I know when I was in high school, we play. I played a lot of sports. I've, I've, I lettered in a lot of different sports. Um, Wait, what was your favorite sport? Uh, probably my, my, my two favorite sports were basketball and golf. What about hockey? Well, uh, I loved hockey, but growing up in Minneapolis, hockey and basketball were concurrent sports. They both took place at the exact same time. Did you guys have to wear those so short, to choose one. short shorts yeah. when you guys played and, basketball? And, and we wore, we wore uh, uh, tube socks that went right up to your knees. That's nice. With the, with the blue, <laughs> well, we, our, our, our school colors were blue and gold. So then we had the blue, deep blue, navy blue stripes uh, up at the top of the tube sock, just below our knees, we were we were sharp, man, and our shorts went way, 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 way up. Well, that's all come back again. Yeah, it's funny how yeah. these things are cyclical on yep. the uh, fashion show. Okay, so let's let's jump into this. But Ta- get that out of your mind, okay, okay? Right now, as we talk, get 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 my legs. That's out not of your success. Mind. You no. don't want that, everybody. No, get, because get, get, listen, get my legs it was out of your in mind. Uh, Minnesota in the winter. There, you ain't seeing sun for a long time, so. You're but what be- I was talking about with sports is it's going to be you know, white. We had we <laughs> had we had wins and losses. We didn't win every game. Um, we had wins and losses, W's and L's. But we sure liked the wins a lot more. We sure liked we sure liked to have more W's than L's. And I think that's put in put in us by God. I agree. I agree. And that's why God said, hey, I want you to subdue the earth, take on new new ground. I don't think it's in keeping with the vision of the Lord to ever shrink back. He, he cursed the tree that was not growing. It, we're supposed to be advancing. And when we're not, that's there's some red flags. So what's the first thing here, Dad, that you well, have down? Uh, the very, you know, I've, I've already touched, I guess, the very first thing. I've never met, met anybody. I don't know anybody who's met anybody who said, my goal in life is to fail. Uh, it isn't. Our goal in life is to succeed. Very first thing that I scribble down here is this: um, when when you get into life and you're going to succeed, whether it's in marriage, whether it's in your occupation, um, get this: um, success is not so much your decision as it is your discovery. Whoa! Now I think we have to go. That. Okay, we're going to unpack that. Uh, in other words, I don't get up one morning and say, "Okay, I decide." I'm going to do this, and I decide I'm going to be a success. Now, people without Christ may may head that direction. They've never surrendered their life to Christ. But hey, isn't a better way to say, God, you made me. You know my DNA. You know my giftings. And Lord, therefore, I don't want to decide what I'm going to do. I don't want to decide whom I'm going to marry. I want to discover that. And God, I'm going to come to you and ask you to show me. Uh, and then, uh, 
I, I can begin, let me put it like this. I can, I can go my own way and ask God to bless it, or I can go his way and know he'll bless it. And so what I want to do, and I did this in my life, um, whether it was um, getting into the ministry calling that I had, I didn't, I didn't decide that. I discovered that. Same thing with the girl I married, Sandy. I didn't, I didn't decide I was going to marry her. I discovered her. And what I want to do is I want to come, we've all heard this expression, you have an aha moment. I want to I want to walk into some situations where the light bulb turns on and I say aha this is it. So you don't decide your success, you discover it. Exactly. Exactly. And 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 and, and that's a big one. That is such a big one. And when we're when we're children of God, hey, it's like this. When the child of God asks the spirit of God for the leading of God, then the will of God will be accomplished in the heart of the child of God. And don't ask me to repeat that. I was that, about to say that's yeah, really don't, good. Don't, don't, <laughs> they, they, you can you can you can go back. You can mm-hmm. you can push the you can go back a little bit because I just that just I just put that in my mind. But when the child of God asks the Spirit of God to reveal to them the will of God, then again the grace of God will show them the direction of God for their life. That's powerful. Yeah, so if you're listening to this, you know, uh, it you know, it's been said that people don't decide their 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 future, you you decide your habits and your habits are creating your future. Bingo. And so you it's not just creating decisions. I like that where it's it's discovering. And that's that exploration. You know, I always encourage people, you know, uh, go explore, you know, go explore what your passions are. Some, you know, and what you'll begin to do is you'll begin to mark off, ah, that's I just don't need to be working with kids. So let's just call it ministry. I, I don't need to be working with kids because every time, if I was working with kids in the back, I'd have to have some duct tape and wrapping up those kids and all that. <laughs> I'm just I'm just not gifted in that area. Uh, but I would never know that unless I went on an exploration to go discover. And a lot of folks are so crippled by fear that you haven't even gone out to discover. So you'll never experience success uh, by just, again, making a decision you got to go explore, go on a discovery. Don't let fear hold you back. And people say, well, listen, I tell people, you'll never know until you do. So go, exactly. go try it out. Uh, matter of fact, that's the second thing I had down here on my list about steps to success uh, in life. Um, don't be afraid to test things out. Don't be afraid to say, you know what? That's not me. I- I'm thinking of a really good friend of mine. His first name is Steve. And when Steve um, got to be 20, 21, he says, like everybody, okay, what am I going to do? Well, he really thought he wanted to go into the oil industry. And so to learn it, uh, what they did is the oil company, they put him on a big rig out in the middle of the Caribbean and uh, one of the big drilling rigs. Wow. And uh, so he's out there. I don't know how many other guys on one of those big rigs we see. Uh, and he is doing drilling out in the Caribbean. And um, he said, I was so miserable out there. He said, I was making tons of money. I mean, money, hand over fist, no place to spend it because he said, we slept overnight on the rigs and we only got back to shore every once in a while. I was making tons of money, but I was totally unhappy. And he said, what I did is I shut the door and he said, oil industry is not for me. Then the next thing he said is, you know what? I've always liked cars. Um, 
And so he got into transmissions, and today Steve owns multiple transmission businesses. He is extremely successful, and not just financially. He's successful in people all around the world. Germany, China come to him. How'd you get that gear? How'd you put that together? He, he, he is highly respected all across the nation. He has now, now he's married. He has four kids that are working for him. Uh, they will have careers the rest of their life. You see, what he did is he explored here or there, and he said, oil industry is not for me, but mechanics, the, the transmission, gears in particular, that's my bag. And you know, Chris, that's really, when you read Acts 16, that's exactly what Paul did. He didn't know which way to go. Should he go up to Bithynia? Should he go here? Should he go there? And he said he tried, he experimented. He went multiple directions and he said, the Lord shut the door, the Lord shut the door, the Lord shut the door. And then one night he was sleeping. He had a vision, this man from Macedonia, um, we're starting to use the word Macedonia again, Greece, this man from Greece saying, come over and help us. And Paul woke up the next day and he said to his traveling buddies, hey, this is the dream I had last night and I think God's speaking to me. And then it's interesting, Paul had the dream, but when he speaks to his friends, it says, we concluded. Uh, they, they, they got, I gather they were sitting around a campfire having breakfast. Probably Paul told us, it all, yeah. Yeah. And uh, Luke was there and some other traveling companions. And it says, we concluded. Paul had the dream. He wasn't afraid to bounce his ideas off other good friends. That's another key principle. Get, get input from others. And then we decided it was the way to go. And um, over into Greece, the gospel went. And he tested things out. See, that's so important because a lot of us, you know, I've seen so many people, they, you know, they, they become believers or they start a business or whatever, or they're, they, they finish up college and they think that God's going to lead them in, in leaps. Yeah. And he leads us in steps. It says that the steps Boy, that of a good. righteous man are ordered by the Lord. And everyone thinks, well, I see how successful, let's just say your parents are, or uh, another person that you look up to. You need to understand they've tested a lot of things out. You got to take these test steps. You got to test, take one step after another step after another step. Again, Psalms 37, 23 says the steps of a righteous man are ordered of the Lord. And so God will always lead you in that. So don't don't leap. Because I think if you leap, you're gonna have some that that's a that's a recipe for disaster. Now, if God supernaturally does that, that that's that's a different story. We, we but say, that's the exception, not the norm. Yeah, don't don't. That's the exception. Don't shoot for that. It's the people. So you know, when you are investing, don't don't believe that you're going to get this uh, get rich quick kind of deal. It's it's not going to work. You're going to lose your money a hundred times, ninety nine point nine nine percent of the times you're going to lose your money. It's steps, steps. Steady, I think it's so, steady steps. And, you know, that, that another thing I had down that really ties closely to what you just said, Chris, um, endure, hang in there. Uh, will, 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 will everybody have a setback? Of course. Of course. Does every, does everything you touch have the Midas touch to it? Remember King Midas, everything you touch turned to gold. Is that real life? No, that's, that's, that's story time. That's story time. That's, that's mythological that everybody the moment you touch something. Uh, let me tell you a story. Uh, the church I pastor, you, you, we've all heard of um, Kentucky Fried Chicken, okay? Uh, the church I pastor, um, Colonel Sanders' nephew was part of the church. 
Uh, he's in heaven now. I did his funeral some years ago. What's it called? KFC? KFC. You guys know that? And you know that they're trying to change the name of KFC. Yeah, they what are. are they, what are they trying to call it? You know, I haven't heard, but I but I know there's been... Because of the fried part. They exactly. Get the, they want know, to get away from that. Kentucky get, chicken a healthier. or something. Yeah. yeah. But we've heard of KFC, Kentucky Fried Chicken, Colonel Sanders. Um, um, I think Rob Lowe on television, he's the new, he, he's trying to play the new... Co- yeah, they dress him up. Yeah, they yeah. dress him up, put a white beard on him. Uh, anyway, the guy that invented the recipe, his name was Colonel Sanders, became a very famous man, became mega, mega, mega rich. I don't know how many stores, uh, outlets he owned across um, America. Anyway, his nephew was part of the church that I pastor. He went to heaven a few years ago, his nephew. It, Chris, he looked identical to the colonel. He was big. He had that look. He liked to wear white suits. He looked identical. Really? Well, anyway, <clears throat> um, when Colonel Sanders, he had that famous finger-licking-good recipe, and he knew it would work. He started trying to market that when he was in his 50s, 50. Wait, wait. He started when he was in his 50s. He started when he was 50s. He had over 1,000 rejections. I've read his life story, so I know the number. Wait, so he pitched his recipe to... He went to this place, to this store. He went to major, major restaurants. I've got a recipe that is finger licking good. He went to Pillsbury. He he went to Duncan Hines. They all turned him down. Uh, I've read his life story. He was 67 years old, and on the 1,000th ninth time, 1,009, they accepted it, and the rest is history. Just think if he had given up after time 1,000. He said, I've had enough of this. I, I, I have been turned down 1,000 times. I'm going to stop. He went another nine times, and somebody said, wow, this is good. We're going to give it a try, and soon uh, KFC became one of the biggest chicken distributors, uh, fast food, um, in America. See, that's one of the- He endured. That's one of the characteristics. I use the word grit. Yeah. He's got grit. That's one of the qualities that I see in great pastors, great CEOs, great leaders, uh, great parents, people that are really excelling in school- it's it's grit. It's that's the. T- it's really not necessarily your your intelligence and all that that makes the difference. A lot of times, it's it's your grit, your stick-to-itiveness. I know a lot of people that are brilliant, but they give up right away. Well, all you that are listening, never forget this: God never promised to bless brilliance. He promised to bless faithfulness. Mm. That's really good. He didn't. He didn't. He didn't. When, when he measures us, he doesn't put the tape measure around our head. He puts the tape measure around our heart. Faithfulness comes from our heart. He doesn't put it around our head. How much do you know? He puts it around your heart. How faithful are you? Thomas Edison, another one. Uh, I've read his life story. Probably many of you have too. America's greatest inventor. Now, he was smart. <laughs> well, he was smart. And he had grit. Now, watch but out for a guy know, like that. Yeah. Do you, do you know how many times he failed trying to invent the the filament light bulb that he tried this substance and and this material and it would never it would never last he tried over and over and over many many years and finally uh, he found something that would burn and endure because he endured you know how many times that I tried to date Tatum and she told me <laughs> no <laughs> tell him no I mean I did I, I, I took her on one date and then after that she told me no for almost an entire month I called her every day and she finally said yes I wore her down until 
she finally said yes again, and then the rest the rest is history. Well, you know, uh, there's a little, and I, I've taught people this. Uh, you know, I know you're not seeing us; you're just hearing us. But you can visualize this. Take your two hands and hold up on on your right hand five fingers. Hold up on your left hand five fingers. You got ten fingers. There's a little ten finger prayer. Very simple. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I teach I teach that in my in the church I'm privileged to pastor all the time. Now that's hey, the folks, King James. That's the King James. So what's the with the New Living translation well, you might have you might well, need eleven but, fingers. But, but but a lot of people but a lot of people <laughs> know it, it by yeah. that. Ten, the ten finger prayer. I love and sometimes that. I, t- I touch my fingers. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And that's really good, isn't <clears> it? Guys, don't ever forget that. And and Chris, where was Paul when he wrote that? Yo, I've been to that prison. In a stinking jail. Tell tell about the prison. I've been you, there. You've been it, in the Mamre time. Yeah, right there okay. in Rome. What, Just right right across the street from the uh, the Senate in Rome and the Colosseum where they would feed them to the lions. Right. I think when Paul- Was it a plush place? Oh, no. <laughs> of course not. No, it was horrible. Even our, our correctional institutions today are air-conditioned. The guys get three squares. Yeah. They get beds and linens, yeah. but not Paul. He I mean, it's a, no, it's it's a, a dungeon. dungeon. It's yeah. a dungeon. Yeah. And out of that, he said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. He, he said, I'm not giving up. Come I'm on, everybody, endure. don't give up. That's the key word that we have. In fact, I'm looking at a, in our green room here. There's a word that I have on my wall. It says finish. Because that anybody can start, but not everybody can finish. And you can. Let, listen, don't give up. I don't, I don't, you're closer today to the miracle that God has for you than you were yesterday. Right on. Come on, just keep moving forward. Just keep, keep putting one foot in, step, in front of the other. God leads you in steps, not leaps. Keep being faithful. Don't be moved by what you're feeling all around. Go on an exploration and start discovering the gifts that God has for you. Mm-hmm. Your gift will make room for you. All right, what's, what's the okay, next one? Okay, well, next one that I have down here is everything you do, do it with excellence. You, you, you never know when you're being measured for a bigger position. You never know when somebody's watching you and they say, that you may not even know they're watching you. They're watching you quietly from a distance. They, you never know when somebody's measuring you for a bigger position. So whatever you do, do your very best. Again, let me tell you a story, true story. Noah guy, his first name is Keith. And um, Keith um, is a maintenance engineer guy. And um, he was applying for a job in a small company, not a big Fortune 500 company, smaller company, probably had 25 employees. And uh, he knows HVAC and he knows electricity. But part of the job as well was going to be helping just keep the police the place neat because it's not a great big, huge company that has all of this personnel to do that. And so Keith said there were three people that were going to be interviewed. And Keith said he went in for the interview, and everything of his knowledge of HVAC, heating, um, air conditioning, and so forth, everything there was cool. His electrical knowledge was cool. And then he said, the three people, the, 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 the owner of the company said, okay, now each of you, I'm going to go out. I'm going to look in your trunk. I want you to pop your trunk. And I'm hiring somebody to keep this place neat. I want to see if your trunk is neat. And Keith thought, wow, I clean my trunk the night before. And the guy went out and all three popped their trunk. Keith's trunk was the neatest. And the guy said, Keith, you got the job because you have excellence. Why should I hire somebody to keep my business clean if you don't keep your own car 
clean. So everything you do, do it with excellence. So that's one of the reasons why here, guys, here at Life Fellowship, uh, you know, we have, it's really been dad's influence on my life uh, because, I mean, you pull up onto our campus and the yard is kept, it's maintained. There's flowers, uh, and they, they are maintained. You, well, you, let me let me just jump in here. Folks, we, we, we drove in to begin this um, uh, podcast, what, 25 minutes ago? And we parked and uh, walked in. We're, we're in the green room here at Life Fellowship. And we walked in, and uh, my son, the pastor of the church, he saw a piece of paper um, um, that had been blown into the bushes. It was an ice cream sandwich that somebody threw in the bush after <laughs> services today. Now, Half eaten. Now, is it his is 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 part of the pastor's job description to clean the property? No. But when you see something that has to be done, if you have the time to do it and you do it because you want you want you want your property here at Life Fellowship to look sharp. I do the same thing. I was walking with somebody in the church I pastor, and we were walking from where I was parked in, and there was a piece of uh, paper on the ground. I, I, I bent down to pick it up, and he said, hey, you got a whole outside cleaning crew to do that. I said, why should I wait for them to do it when I can bend down and pick it up right now? I got a fun story. Uh, pastor Robert Morris out at Gateway Church in Southlake, he, he was telling us a story one time about when they were a lot smaller and when I mean smaller, of course, it's a it's a massive church. Yeah, but they it must had about be thirty thousand now, something like that. Whatever it is. Yeah, they they had about a hundred employees, and he put out on the the main thing where everybody has to walk in. All the employees, main oh, sidewalk, main sidewalk where all the employees have to walk by, like uh like a cup or something like that on the ground. So it, obviously, it shouldn't be there. It's trash. And he sat inside and just watched, and <laughs> every employee walked by it. Except for my friend, his name is Ed, Ed Funderburk. He, he saw it and, uh, man, he bent down, picked it up. I mean, like almost all the, I mean, everyone walked by, all these people. And then he bent down, picked it up. And when he walked in, Pastor Morris said, hey, bring, bring Ed into my office. And he gave him 500 bucks. He said, I wow, was watching to I see. Wow, I love that story. He's like, I wanted to see who would pick, who would pick that up. Now, my whole staff, if you guys are listening to this, uh, <laughs> there might not be a $500 reward for Ain't picking up. going to happen, yeah. but I, I, I may do that. I may, I may pull that. Do you know how many uh, custodians Disney has? It's been said it's the cleanest place on earth. 53,000 custodians. It, it, you know why? Because everybody in, in Orlando is a custodian from the CEO down to right. the teenager. Nobody in their job description is allowed to walk by trash. See, what we say around here is, is we want excellence without extravagance. And there's a big difference like between excellence and perfection. Perfection, I think, is ungodly. It, it puts you in a place where you just are never able to be good enough. You'll always be beating yourself up. Yeah. You never feel good about your... You can't, you, cannot, you can't go home, lay your head on the pillow and say, you know what? I accomplished a lot today. When you lay your head on the pillow, if you have an attitude of perfection, you'll be thinking about what you didn't get done versus what you did get done. Yeah, and perfection is something that I think is taught and actually picked up, you know, especially from parents and yep. whatever. So you got to be careful that you're not teaching your children uh, perfection. You want to teach them excellence. Do everything you can with the best of your ability as unto the Lord, um, but not not this idea of it's got to be perfection because none of us, not me, not you, not the guy next door, are perfect. But I think we need to hold ourselves in, in a 
with a standard of excellence in everything we do. In fact, I say it like this. I think that the church world ought to have a greater spirit of excellence than Disney does, than Apple computers. I mean, how we do business, how we do reporting, how we do finances, how we do marketing, how we... How I speak, our our worship, I think our production, everything, I I think it ought to be at a whole nother level better because we're not just doing this for the almighty dollar, we're doing this for the almighty God. That's right. And I think that we need to hold ourselves in that same way. And excellence will always attract that attention. In fact, excellence attracts excellence. And it says of Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego that they, God caused them to be distinguished among all the others in the king's court. And I say, why not you? Why not you? All right, what's the next one, Dad? Okay, uh, I've got another one down. Uh, that is... Um, Isn't this good, everybody? Oh, I'm enjoying it. Um, another step to success in your life is have a passion for it, okay? Um, people ask me, Tom, what are, what are your hobbies in life? Uh, I've got a lot of hobbies. I love to read. I love to golf. I love to walk. I like to... Gar- I, I've got a lot of hobbies, but I got one passion. My one passion is I want wisdom. I want wisdom. Proverbs chapter four, verse 23, above all All else, get wisdom. So I have one passion in life to get wisdom. Now that, so a passion, passion to get wisdom drives me. It drives me. Now, I'm not saying that I don't kick back, that I don't relax. No, 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 no. But when I'm doing something, I want to, I want to know as much as I can. Uh, and so that gives me, in, 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 in my calling as a pastor, that gives me the ability to succeed knowing the wisdom of God. Got a lot of hobbies. I got one passion. Get wisdom. Get wisdom. I'll give you some wisdom right here. Never lick a steak knife. <laughs> that's a good one i got another one for you i just got one more these are dad jokes i just thought of, but never take a laxative and a sleeping pill on the same night that'd be bad that's wisdom right there i'm no, sorry I, 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 i'm digressing well we'll see we'll see if we're, we'll see if we remember those nuggets of of wisdom you know, I, I I guess the last one that I would have, uh, and and this this really comes full. Wait, can I go back one? Where, yeah. where do you where do you get wisdom from? Of obviously God's word. Okay, but but give me some other things. How, how, what? Okay, two ways you can learn from your mistakes or from your mentors. Those are the only two ways you can learn. You learn from mistakes you made, and you back up and say, "Whoa, not doing that again." I learned a lot. Isn't that how kids learn? Don't touch that stove. Isn't that how a kid learns? Don't touch that. Don't don't touch that sharp knife. Watch watch when you're cutting with that scissors. Don't let that. Don't let your fingers get between that scissors. They cut themselves. They burn themselves. And that mistake they learn. Don't do that again. The other way we can learn, which is the best way, the better way. You better believe it. That is, we can learn from our mistakes, or we can learn from our mentors. Uh, I've had I've had seven major mentors in my life. Some of them are some of them are gone, and the only way that I can learn from them now is by reading their books. But but that's called a distant mentor, right? So you have a distant, so that you don't even have to know that person, and they could be speaking into your life through podcasts, through books, through videos you see on YouTube. Yeah. Well, one one mentor of mine, I don't know you've heard his name before. He's a very famous English preacher, Charles Spurgeon. 
Uh, I've read, I've read, I've read thousands of pages of his writings and and his sermons. I keep a great big picture of Spurgeon on his on his fiftieth birthday hung in my office. And uh, uh, there's times I'm I'm writing a sermon. He was a great preacher, and I write and I look up and I say, okay, um, if Spurgeon were preaching this, what would he be saying? Wow. That's so, that's so incredible. So we learn from our mistakes. Mistakes and our mentors. And our mentors. Yep. And so we're all going to make mistakes. And so don't keep repeating that same thing again. Learn from it. And then learn from the people and, that God put in your life. And, and hang out with people that are, that are further along in life than you, more accomplished than you. And be humble enough to ask them questions Ye and learn. Bingo. I've met people that are so, they think they know it all, and they, just, they never ask. Just ask. Because here's the thing, your mentor will not pursue you. That's right. You're going to have to go after them. They're not going to say, you know what? I'd like to mentor you. Can, can, I, can, can, we, can I just start pouring into you? It's, it's going to be the opposite. And I'm going to say one last thing, Chris, then I'm turning it back to okay. you. Um, your friends will tell you what you want to hear. Your mentor will tell you what you need to hear. Your friends will tell you what you want to hear. They'll tell you nice things. Your mentor will tell you what you need to hear. And sometimes, sometimes it'll be, it'll be, it'll be, it'll be, it'll be a good, it'll be a good swift kick in the rear. Your mentor will tell you what you need to hear. Golly. Hey everybody. There's been so much that we've given to you today. I'm I mean, I'm on overload right now. I mean, by the time. I mean, this is incredible. This has been absolutely incredible. Dad, I am so thankful that you had the opportunity to speak into all of us today. How awesome. Um, in fact, let me just ask you a question. Will you, will you do this one more time? Could, will, will, you, will you do another podcast with me for next week? Let's do it. Let's, the answer is yes. This was so good. I the just thought about yes. that. I thought, you know what? We got to do this one more. And in fact, uh, so make sure you share this with your friends. And then tune in next week. I'm going to have Dad speak, and we'll have to talk about what you're going to what you're going to speak about. But I know it's going to be good. It's going to be challenging, and you're going to absolutely love it. And so, hey, everybody from uh, Tatum, who's not here, and I, <laughs> and uh, Dad, we just want to uh, wish you guys that you could have a great, great rest of your week. God bless y'all. We love you. Bye bye. <laughs>